Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Four Foot Two Maslalisane, with your host, myself, Karabelo Moloi. In today's episode, I will be sharing my views on who I think the best players um, in the English Premier League have been so far. And I don't know if I should call these players player of the season contenders. But I think I'm going to run with that. So I'm going to be talking about the player of the season contenders in the English Premier League so far. And my list currently has five players. Three of them might be obvious. One of them might be a shock or a hmm. I actually didn't think about it. And one of them might be a ha. Huh? Why did you include this person? Are you okay? But yeah, uh, so I'll be talking about five players. And my list will be in no particular order. So let's go. First up, we have the Viking. Others call him an alien. Others call him a robot. My friend and I call him Brock Lesnar. And if you guessed Erling Haaland, then you guessed correctly. I am talking about Erling Haaland. So for me, Erling Haaland has been just amazing. He's been amazing in the Premier League. I think I'm one of the people who are annoyed that he's coming because I was like, yo, this guy's just gonna come and cause havoc. Other people thought, nah, if he comes, he's not gonna do that well in the Premier League. You know how people always say the Premier League is the most competitive league um in football? So they thought, nah, he's gonna struggle. This man is like, what? Struggle. I do not know the definition of struggle. Because as we speak, Erling Haaland is currently on thirty-two goals. So he's the English Premier League's top goal scorer at the moment. The league is not even done. The season's not done, right? But he's already surpassed last season's Golden Boot winners. I think it was um, Salah and Son with 23 goals, if I'm not mistaken. But now, Haaland is on 32 goals. In his first season, he's already broken so many records. I think he's broken the hat-trick record. Now, he's already equaled Salah's um, 32 goals in a season. This man is just three goals away of breaking Alan Shearer and Andy Cole's record. Do you guys understand how unreal that is? That this person just is breaking records. I think Haaland is an unreal player. The people who say he's an alien or a robot, me, I agree. Because, wow, this man cannot stop scoring. He can't stop scoring. And what I like, I like his partnership with De Bruyne. Because, you see, when you watch City play, De Bruyne always finds a way to find Haaland. It's like they have this chemistry way. They can find each other. Yo, their partnership is really good. And what another thing that I like about Haaland, Haaland is what people consider to be a complete center forward. His pace, his movement gives him a lot of advantage. He's a player that's always moving and he's quite fast. And with, with his movement, it becomes a problem for the opposition's defense because they're always trying to find him and he's always moving and it sort of like shifts their defense and creates attacking spaces. So I think he's very good and his build and his body gives him an advantage against against his um opponents, right? So Haaland is tall and has like a huge build. So Haaland is one of those players that you can't bully off a ball. He will bully you off a ball. So he is always like he can protect a ball and bully a person off a ball. And with his height, it gives him an advantage when we come to set pieces because he can be good in the air. So you'd want a player who will jump and go for those goals. So I think that also gives him an advantage. And his best attribute or skill is his finishing. It has to be his finishing. Haaland is one of those players that 
put him in a box, put him in the 18-yard area, give him a ball, show him a net. Even if there's a keeper in there, Haaland will find a way to squeeze that ball in the net. I think that's what like like one of his special talents that he can find a net. Give him any angle, he will find that net for you. So that just makes him a very special player. And I think he's been very good so far in the Premier League. And he's already going to, going to win the Golden Boot. So he might just win play of the season. I don't know. But for me, he is a strong contender for play of the season. Up next, we have Haaland's fellow countryman, the big O. Yes, we have Martin Odegaard. For me, um, Big O has been having a very good season. I don't know if this has anything to do with him being captain, but I think this is the best that I've seen him. He's literally having the time of his life. I think at the moment he has 11 goals and 7 assists, which I think is very good. And I just love how forward-thinking Odegaard is. I think he's been like a, a very big part of Arsenal's offensive play. If you watch him play, you'll see how he is forever progressing play, breaking lines. And he also has great vision, which is why I think some people sort of like this thing of comparing him to Ozil. I'm not going to go into that because no, right? But he has like great vision because he's always able to find his teammates in like great positions. And his teammates, I feel like his teammates trust him because they can make runs. And while making this, those runs, they're like, you know what? If I make this run, I know Martin Odegaard will find me. And he will find them. So I think he's been a very big part of Arsenal's offensive play. And he's been doing well. He links quite well with Saka on the right. They play quite well there. And if if, if I remember correctly, um, before prior to this season, um, Odegaard used to play as a 10. But now he's being played more as an eight, which I think gives him freedom. Cause, um, so the midfield is usually Odegaard, Shaka, and Party, right? So Shaka would be on the left, Party would be in the middle, and then Odegaard will be on the right. But one thing that I like, I've seen this thing of them using their fullback. So you will somehow see Odegaard moving inwards or being giving leeway. Um, party becoming a lone pivot, Shaka moving upwards, and then the fullbacks, Zinchenko or Tieni, whoever's playing, Tomiyasu or Benrad, will come in and somehow help in the midfield. But mostly I've seen Zinchenko play, and I think that has given Odegaard like more freedom to move forward as well and like help his team going forward. And he's one of the players that I think maintains the intensity of the game quite well, and he's also an important part of the attacking momentum because he's a player that's always moving. I mean, he's not really fast, but you know, he's moving and he gets the things done. So I think Big O has been a very big part of Arsenal's um team thus far and I think he deserves to be um player of the season contender. Up next, we have a player that I think people might really be skeptical about me considering him as a player of the season contender. And I actually think that I might be judged for considering him. But, right, like I said, it's just opinions and it's just a list. I mean, it might change and he might not even win, you know. But up next, we have Marcus Rashford. So the reason I think that people might not really consider Marcus Rashford a serious contender is that he didn't start the season off on a good note. I think he woke up or picked up his form in the second half of the season, um, just after the World Cup. And I'm going to credit Benny McCarthy for that because I think the arrival of Benny in that Man United team as 
their striker coach has something to do with Rashford waking up, <laughs> okay? So I think just Rashford had a mentality change in the second half of the season and he's just been well. He's just been playing well. He's been on form and I think he's been a very crucial part or an important part of Eric Seven Hugs. I'm sorry, I meant Eric Ten Hag's Man United team. Um, He's currently on 15 goals and 4 assists. So I really think that whatever happened in the World Cup break or whatever happened in that period really worked because he really woke up. And I think the chemistry that he has with Luke Shaw or the combination of him and Bruno Fernandes works quite well for the team because he can rest assured knowing that he has a creative partner in Bruno or Luke Shaw. And... I think Rashford, like what makes him a threat to the opposition is that he's fast. Rashford is quick. Rashford is fast. He's also like a player that's moving, whether he's on or off the ball, he's quite fast and he moves. And I think he has like awareness of the game to like read it and decide, do I make this run? Do I not? And he's a player that can dom defenders in a way. And what I mean like dom defenders is that like dom is in dom in Afrikaans. <laughs> uh, I mean like he... He's a player that likes dropping deep. So you'll see him dropping deep and collecting the ball like in the wide areas, right? So if you're a defender and you're smart, you're not going to move with Rashford. Because if you move with Rashford, then it means you're creating a space behind you, leaving a space, you're leaving your team exposed. So defenders need to be smart smart enough to say, okay, he's moving, I'm not going to go with him. Because if you go with him, you create that space and he can either find his teammate or just run because Rashford is fast. He'll just dribble past you, go in, find the net, you know? So I really think that Rashford should be considered for player of the season. Um, He might not be like a serious contender, but based on what he's been doing for his team, I really think he should be considered. Up next, we have a left back. There was a full back. Then he was a win back. But now he's an attacking midfielder. And if you guess Bukayo Saka, then you guessed right. I'm talking about Bukayo Saka. So Saka is one of my favorite players. I love him so much. And I will protect him at all costs. I will protect Saka at all costs. So Saka for me has been really amazing this season. I know he has his days. But I think he's solidified his place as an attacking midfielder under Ateta's Arsenal team, right? We've seen him play as a left back, full back which I don't think is as strongest, but I think he's really playing well as an attacking midfielder, mainly because I think Saka is a player that is able to find themselves in very dangerous positions or like good goal-scoring positions. And if he doesn't find himself there, he's able to find his teammates in good goal-scoring or dangerous positions. And I always think to myself that a team that has the Kieran Tierney or Bukayo Saka to provide crosses into the box... It's very likely because one thing about those two, they can cross and their crosses are quite good and on point, which is why they link up quite well if Tierney is playing left back. Um, But he also, like I said before, Saka links quite well with Big O and sometimes you see them starting play in the middle, then switching play, moving around, and then they somehow find themselves in the final third. And usually when they get to the final third, if Saka is not going for goal, you'll see him. He actively looks like he has great vision as well. Like he actively looks for the center forward who's there and you'll see him share a nice through balling, nice passing and then back of the nets, right? So I definitely think that Saka should be considered as a player of the season contender. Not just because he's one of my favorite players, no, but I think 
honestly, he's just been doing very well. And he's a young player who I think is one of the best young players in the world at the moment. And he's been doing very well. Like, guys, 12 goals and 10 assists. Come on, guys. This, guys, please. Saka is a serious player of the season contender. The last player we have is what I call a dark horse. And the reason I call him a dark horse because I think he's not appreciated enough. We don't give him his flowers enough. I don't know if it's because he's old or we've seen him like play for a while that we're like, nah, we know you. You're just okay. I think this man, yo, I'm so in love with this man. <laughs> and I think people don't know that he's currently the second highest rated player in the Premier League second highest do you know you have to be putting a shift every day every single game week you're putting a shift to be the second highest rated player if you don't if you still don't know who i'm talking about right now shame on you but if you know you're a real one i'm talking about kieran trippier trippier for me guys i'm so in love with trippier like i'm so in love with the player that trippier is right for me trippier is a top 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 right back He's currently the best right back in the English Premier League for me. He's the best right back. Ben White, I know Ben White is good. He comes second. But number one has to be Kieran Trippier. Trippier has been phenomenally good this season. And I read an article somewhere. They asked him if he feels like he's having his best season right now at Newcastle. And he's like, yeah, he thinks it's his best season. And it's evident because you can't just get to second highest rated player in the English Premier League without doing anything. Okay, I think what has played an important or like a pivotal role in Trippier being so good is the system that Newcastle plays. So if you watch Newcastle, they play with a system that is dependent on their wingers. And I feel like that is why Trippier thrives so much, because we know that kind of play is Trippier is good with crosses. That man can find he finds his teammates quite well and He's He's been involved with many of the goals. And I think I've loved seeing the partnership that he has with Almiron. Like, he's able to find him so much. And I think Migi picked up in the season because of the partnership that he had with Trippier. I mean, yeah, everybody was seeing Migi and the goals that Migi is scoring. But nobody was seeing who else is contributing or who is part of making, you know, the last passes or the passes that create that goal. And that person has been Trippier. And he has been a very important part of Newcastle's attack because he's involved with most of their goals. He is always linking up with the wingers and the attack, the Newcastle attack sets up in such a way that they allow him to find himself in good places where he can cross into the box or feed into the box or switch play with Willock or try to find Callum Wilson. And I think he's been doing that quite well. So, and Another thing, he is their set-piece taker. So with free kicks, corner kicks, he is there and he does them quite well. And I like this thing. There's this thing that they do. There's this triangle that they form. It's Trippier, it's Miggy, and then it's Bruno Guimaraes. Yo, I just love how they do it. You see, you'll see Trippier by the touchline, then he'll switch it into Migi, then Migi will take it to uh, to Bruno Gamares, then Bruno will take it back to Trippier. By the time he takes it back to Trippier, Trippier has found himself in a good place to feed into the box where either an Isaac or a Callum Wilson is there or Joe Willock, but he finds someone and they find it at the back of the net. This, however, does not mean that Trippier neglects his defensive duties. Because after all, he's a right back. He's a defender. As much as he's 
attack minded or he's good offensively he's also good defensively so Trippier is a player I call him a beast he's not afraid to go for the tackles he's not afraid to go for interceptions blocks he just plays well defensively so I think he's all round a good player and he's been one of Newcastle's best player if not Newcastle's best best player this season and I definitely think that he's a serious contender for player of the season and he should be considered I mean he might not win it but he's really he's a he's a good he's a good contender so in a nutshell I think the best player so far or player of the season contender so far in no particular order Erling Haaland, Martin Odegaard, Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka and Kieran Trippier. So that was my list for player of the season contenders and I'm very confident in my list. I think it's a good list. They are very strong contenders and they're like some that are like mm, shaking Anna, but you're still there. If you're listening to this on Spotify, the question and answer option will be switched on so that we continue the conversation if you maybe have a player that I didn't consider that you think should be considered or I mentioned a player that you don't think should be considered and we can just continue the conversation because I know in football we all have our own takes and we might have different takes so I'm very open and willing to have conversations and I just want to ask that if you're going to be using the question and answer option on Spotify please 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 be mindful of the language you use or how you comment i just i just want 442 to be a safe space like a place where we can people can share their thoughts and you know not be attacked for having such thoughts so can we just be mindful of how we speak to each other and i can't wait to see some of your comments and continue this conversation with you guys So that was it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, do consider being a subscriber or a listener of The 442. And don't be shy to continue the conversation with me outside of the podcast. I'm always willing to have conversations. And hopefully I'll see you next time when I drop an episode right here on The 442.